Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Welcome to the Off the Glass podcast, bringing a fresh, intelligent, thought-provoking perspective to the game of basketball. This is your host, Z. Thanks for joining me. Wanted to do my Game 4 Finals recap real quick with the Golden State Warriors winning their second championship, going back-to-back their third championship in four years. The final score was 108-85. to um, It was a rout. Uh, the Clavaliers didn't look competitive at all. Um, it was revealed after the game that supposedly LeBron was playing with a hand injury, a possible broken hand, one that he suffered if he punched some kind of uh, chalkboard or blackboard after uh, game one's loss in the locker room. Um, but real quick, not a lot to jump into. I mean, Curry finished with 37 points. KD added a triple-double with 20 points. LeBron had 23. KD was named your MVP. Um you know, one thing that did step out from this game real quick, and, you know, lately on social media, I really have been defending LeBron James. Um, I guess you could say defending his legacy because a lot of people have just really been going at him, really taking shots about where he ranks and falls as far as one of the all-time greats of all time. And, you know, these were one of those games that really didn't help those peop- help him against those people who like to often criticize um, if he's better than Jordan or where he's actually at as far as the pecking order is one of the all-time greats. You know, this was a game where you watched that LeBron needed to come out and be aggressive and be a scorer and put pressure on the de- defense, not to look to be a facilitator, setting up um, teammates, you know. And this was something that Jordan would never have done. You know, I, I'm recalled to the 92 playoffs where everybody expected him to sweep the Knicks that year and end up going seven games. And um, if you watch those great Michael Jordan highlight tapes, you know, he said that series is one of those fatherly advice series. And his father, he went to his father for advice before game seven and asked his father, you know, should I take the lead or, you know, kind of set, you know, kind of see what my teammates going to do and then kind of, you know, plug in from there. And Jordan's dad basically said, hey, uh, you got to take the lead. If they don't follow, they don't follow. and You got to take the lead. And that's one thing about LeBron that I feel like has constantly been uh, missing from his career overall, and I think that's why ultimately he can't surpass Jordan. Um, I don't even have him surpassing Kareem because Kareem has the same type of body of work as far as the the amount of years of consistency and greatness, so I can't even put LeBron over him. But that's why, to me, stats don't always measure everything. You wouldn't have had to tell Mike that he had to come out and really look to be aggressive, put the pressure on the defense, make the defense have to make adjustments, and then start looking for your teammates. You know, LeBron, I if he I don't know who leaked the hand injury. I'll never know that. Um, I don't know if it was his camp or somebody else, but regardless if somebody leaked it or not, I mean, to all of a sudden get to game four and all of a sudden the pain had become unbearable, to even come out doing the press conference on the podium and, you know, have this – 
soft cast on, drawing attention to it. To me, if somebody would have leaked it or not, I just wouldn't have answered any questions. You know, I wouldn't have used it as a, a built-in excuse. And, I mean, it is technically a, a legit reason. I mean, if you have a broken hand, you have a broken hand. But at the end of the day, this Cleveland Cavaliers team was not going to beat this Warriors team. Uh, now the discussion for this Warriors team, you know, where do they rank as far as some of the all-time great teams? And I know everybody's upset. It's not fair. You know, it's ruining the NBA and all this. But, again, it's, it's, it's amazing to me how short our memories are when it comes to sports and how it seems like nowadays because we don't agree with somebody's decision, we want to completely taint everything they've done or their skill set. And um, we didn't say this when the Lakers was dominant with Kobe and Shaq when they were – beating the brakes off an inferior Philadelphia team. They beat the brakes off and actually swept that New Jersey team. You know, it was more competitive when they played against the um, the Indiana Pacers on route to their first championship. But nobody was making these kind of comparisons. Nobody was upset about that then um, like they are now. I remember us being upset, but nobody was saying, like, the Lakers was ruining the NBA. You know, when the Lakers and the Celtics were dominant in the 80s, nobody was saying this. Um, the Lakers actually won five championships in, in nine years. The Celtics got three out of the decade. And um, the Pistons got two in the back-to-back towards the end, and then Philly got the other one. Uh, nobody was saying these kind of things. Basically, teams were trying to step their game up to beat these teams. Um, and as far as the LeBron injury, you know, to try to make it sound like the, the Warriors only won because of that or because this was a weak team, I think the, the Warriors were – were uh, vulnerable before this. I really do believe that if the Rockets, Chris Paul doesn't get hurt, I believe the Rockets more than likely win that series. Um, the year before, even before Kevin Durant joined the Warriors, if Klay Thompson doesn't go off in game six, OKC wins that series, and then Kevin Durant doesn't even join Golden State. So, I mean, we forget all these different narratives and all these different things that, you know, cause things to come into play. You know, even building this team, how it took for Oka AC to blow a lead, how it took for everybody to pass on Draymond Green and he get drafted in the second round, how it took for all those teams to pass on Clay Thompson, not Clay Thompson, I'm sorry, Steph Curry and draft Steph uh, just before um, leaving the lottery. You know, Johnny Flynn went before Steph Curry. You know, we forget all these things, man, and bottom line, Teams don't want to just have a team that contends. You know, I don't understand this whole argument either, you know, about, you know, guys joining teams and making super teams. So when a general manager or owner of a team gets together to try to make the best team that they can, it's not an issue. But when players come together and say, hey, we want to try to pick the best team we can to win, it's an issue. And, you know, for all you hoopers out there, shame on you because I don't know any hooper that goes to an open gym set and try to pick the the worst team they can pick so they can be the man, and then they try to beat everybody else in the gym. No, you try to put a good team together so you guys can stay on the court all day, so you can run the gym, so you can get the, the most bang out of your buck at the open gym set, so you can win as many games. Nobody's trying to put together a mediocre team so they can win all, shoot all the balls and then get all the credits. You know, this kind of stuff doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I was even discussing with some guys, you know, at my job in uh, one particular facility, and they were saying how – you know, I just don't like how they do it. I just don't like how they put these teams together. And I said, well, well, let me ask you this. Well, if you came out of college and let's say you was majoring in the medical field and they told you, like, um, you're going to have to work at this hospital. You don't get to pick where you want to go. 
uh, even though this one might have better benefits or this one might be close to your house. No, you got to stay at this hospital. And then when free agency comes up, you can only pick these teams. I said, it all when you think about it like that, it sounds insane. I said, at the end of the day, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to make light of this. These guys do make millions of dollars to play a sport. But at the end of the day, it is a job for these guys. So for them to think that it's okay to not want to pick where they want to pick, I never understood those arguments. Bottom line, teams were getting put together to try to defeat Jordan and those teams. Um, teams were getting together to try to beat Kobe and Shaq. The same thing when they were trying to go at those uh, those uh, Spurs teams, all the great teams. You know, people the last few years have been putting teams together ever since LeBron originally first went to Miami to beat LeBron James. So now it's just the Warriors' turn. So guys and teams are going to just have to step up their um, – their game and try to try to come together. Me personally, LeBron doesn't have a lot of options. I said in one podcast, possibly L.A., possibly Houston, but unless this team falls on their face, I don't even see him going out to L.A. or maybe even possibly Houston and beating this Golden State team as long as they, you know, choose to stick together. Because to me, Golden State is at that point now where obviously they're not better than Russell Celtics yet. They're not better than the Bulls. But one can argue, are they better than Shaq and Kobe? They're probably right there on par with them. Shaq and Kobe, those guys won three and four years, so they're right there. Um, I think San Antonio won five and 11, so they're kind of right there and there. But if they win one more, to me, it's only Russell Celtics. It's only Michael's Bulls that they're um, in front of. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what LeBron picks. To me, personally, I was talking with a couple people that I feel like he should just stay in Cleveland your family wants you in Cleveland. You've been playing for this racist owner all this time. Talk somebody like Paul George into coming over to that team, sign a long-term deal so they don't feel nervous about you leaving, and just try to continue to build uh, what you got going on in Cleveland. But to, you know, possibly go to Houston or L.A., Boston, I just don't see that. I mean, they've been rivals for so long. Um different things that's been said just battling them knocking you out I find it hard to believe that he's gonna just up and go to Boston I don't even think the Philly thing is realistic it's been rumored to now go uh San Antonio wants to take a meeting with LeBron Popovich wants to sit down and try to talk him into going coming down there and you do that only if you think Kawhi Leonard's coming in um I mean gonna stay so I mean I think that might be possible but ultimately for me I feel like LeBron needs to go ahead and um, stay in Cleveland. Um, Again, Kevin Durant, I mean, he's putting himself in the conversation for one of the top 15 players of all time. If you look at his stats, the scoring titles, he has an MVP. He was runner-up to the MVP four times, two finals MVPs now. He had the iconic game three. Um, He finished game four with a 20 points, triple-double. Curry had 37 um, he's one of the best scorers. I think he's the best offensive weapon the game has ever seen up to this point. Um, you know, I know it was put on the Bill Simmons podcast with Jalen Rose that, you know, he could see Durant leaving and going to New York, but Durant has already stated that he's going to be back next year. Clay Thompson's going to be back next year. Um, I know it's been rumors floated around that they might go after Anthony Davis, but my personal opinion if these guys are willing to stay together, I say just keep the thing going for at least another two years and then reevaluate because in another two years, you could possibly be at four championships or five championships 
in six years what makes you one of the all-time great dynasties. I don't know why you want to swap out that, even though, don't get me wrong, Anthony Davis is definitely one of those uh, generational talents. He's definitely on pace to be a Hall of Famer, to be one of the best at his position. And I know it's Tipton, but chemistry means a lot. And the only way you want to break this up is that these guys are tired of playing against each other. And I know there was some reports. David West said that they definitely dealt with some turmoil internally this year. But if guys are saying they want to come back, I say let's just keep it going. The only way I see this team losing if these guys want to go on and play and do other things because we are in an era where guys are um, exercising their power as players. You know, they want to go to other scenes. They're doing different things off the court, whether it's Kevin Durant, his ventures out in Silicon Valley. I know he has money in Postmates that's doing well. Somebody like LeBron who's into the film and TV industry production out in L.A. Um, even Steph Curry off the court. You know, you got a lot of guys really – being become more business savvy, be trying to become moguls within their own right, uh, trying to build brands and really be a force not only on the court but off the court. But unless the luxury tax gets too high, these guys want to play for other teams and leave, I think you keep this thing going. You know, I didn't even understand in the late 90s when the Bulls front office and ownership wanted to break up that team. I mean, you had the greatest player of all time on one team, man, I say you just keep it going, man. It's so hard to win championships in professional sports. Hell, it's so hard to win a championship at any level, let alone professional sports. And when you have it going, you know, I just didn't understand that, especially being here in Chicago, it just made sense. Resign Pippen, resign Phil Jackson, keep putting Michael on one-year deals. And let's just keep, you know, you maybe had to switch out Dennis Rodman because you know, his time with them, he was kind of burning everybody out. But as long as you had Pippen and Jordan at the top of their game, you know, let's keep this going and see if they could have got to maybe seven titles in, in nine years or eight titles in ten. Who knows? But to, to me, if guys want to keep striving for greatness, you know, let's just keep it going. Let's not break that up, man. So, you know, just kind of wanted to recap game four, give my thoughts on the Warriors, where they fit in history. To me, I, again, I think they're right there with Russell Celtics, Jordan Bulls, right there with the Lakers, right there. Uh, and I mean Magic's Lakers, not Kobe and Shaq's Lakers. Um, I think they surpass um, Burr's Celtics as far as the, as the titles in many years. Um, wasn't too much to really talk about the game. The game was a route. Cleveland did give up. They threw in the towel. And again, LeBron, for you to – I don't agree with you using this hand injury. I don't care if it's leaked or not, man. You should have just left the cast off, did the press conference, answered questions. Nobody had to know that your hand was hurt. So I don't call it gamemanship. You know, again, again, sometimes I feel like he's one of those players that does things when you know you're already scrutinized and it's not going to help your image and help. But at the end of the day, I still say LeBron just had one of the best – postseasons we've ever witnessed I believe he played I said in the last podcast he played all 48 minutes of seven games um he had the iconic 51 points in game one I want to kind of pull up his his pay, playoff average for the whole playoffs he played every game this season he's going to finish um second in MVP voting behind James Harden for him to get that team to to the playoffs this year, man. And I don't care if he lost another one. To me, was just super, super, simply incredible. 
Um, one of the best feats I've ever seen. You go up and down that roster, man. That just was not, excuse me, was not a good roster. It just wasn't, man. And for him to get that team to to the playoffs and then to the finals when nobody saw that coming was um, simply incredible, man. And trying to see his stats right now. They're showing me total points and all that. Let me just click on it and see what happens. But I mean, even looking at his season stats, man, he was at 27 points, eight rebounds, nine assists, man. Simply incredible, man. Incredible, incredible, incredible. He had – this is the regular season still, man. I want to get to the to the playoffs. Let me click this. I'm on basketball reference, man, which is just a really, really – a really good page to go to for your stats. He got the game logs and everything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna keep it moving though. Um, but we're gonna pause real quick for a quick break. Um, on the other side of the of the break, I want to talk about that Brian Colangelo saga and a couple other news and notes in the NBA. Stay tuned. More to come from the Off the Glass podcast. Three, he played just about 42 minutes a game. Averaged 34 points, shot 53% from the field. Averaged 9.1 rebounds, nine assists. And, um, I mean, look at this, man. This is just incredible, man. He averaged 34 points, nine, nine, and nine, man. Just simply incredible, man. And, again, you know, salute to LeBron. This was one of the best postseasons I've ever witnessed in recent memory, man, probably since the days of really just watching uh, Jordan, I mean, Shaq was dominant a couple years like that in the finals as well. But uh, salute to Braun on a on a great postseason, man. I just wish he would have kept that hand injury quiet. But moving right along, of course, uh, Brian Colangelo's saga has ended. He has decided to part ways with the 76ers. They saying he he resigned. When to me, he should have just got fired. And it was proven that his wife was responsible for the burner accounts and. You know, he just came out with a statement completely throwing his wife under the bus, how he didn't know anything about it, man. And I just thought it was really a cowardless way to kind of come out. How else does your wife get sensitive information? I mean, and what does that say for your marriage that uh, either she was, you know, listening in to your phone calls, but more than likely, man, she he was telling her information. He was probably managing those accounts and say, hey, I need you to take the fall on this one and to try to save his name. I mean, it came out that even his his uh, father was possibly low-key threatening people's jobs and, you know, against if they said anything for the investigation. It just turned into a mess, and um, he probably never and shouldn't get a GM job again um, in the NBA. And it's always amazing to me where in situations like this, I can't help but think by how certain people – get treated especially a different than other people. And I always wonder if this person had belonged to, let's say, another group or another race, how this will all be happening and how this all plays out. Because I've heard a lot of sympathy from the media when it comes to this situation, where it was reckless, it was irresponsible, 
And I get it. People do confide in my wife and their wives. I'm married. I confide in my wife too. But for him to completely act like he had no fault and no blame in this, again, I just thought it was a coward way out. I thought it was kind of disgusting to kind of throw his wife under the bus like that. But now if you're Philly, you know, free agency for LeBron is looming. You know, he's this is one of the teams that keep coming out. You know, does David Griffin get the job now because he's so close to LeBron and he has ties to LeBron? You know, it remains to be seen. Again, I just said I don't think this is a good look for LeBron to go to Philly. But now Philly, you know, you just already turned over one staff when you got rid of Sam Hinkie. Now do you get rid of this whole staff too because these are, you know, Colangelo's people? I mean, it's just such a messed up situation for a team, again, who had a great season, who was ahead of schedule. You have Embiid, you have Simmons. And, you know, the future is still kind of uncertain because they obviously need one more player, preferably a ring, uh, a wing player. Uh, Reddick was on a one-year deal this year, so he don't know if he's necessarily going to resign. You had Ilasova and Bellinelli that you added um, towards the end of the season. Covington is a good piece, but he shows he's not necessarily that primetime type wing player, 3 and D guy that you, you need. He is a great defender, decent spot-up shooter, but you could tell he's – necessarily not what you're going to need if you really want to be a, a championship contender. So, again, it just puts this team in disarray. You don't know what you're going to do with Markel Fultz, um, one of the more mind-boggling, confusing NBA rookie seasons I can ever remember. And I'm a historian of the game. I don't think anything has ever happened like this before uh, with a particular player as far as the injury and all the misdiagnosis supposedly and how it affected his head and how his whole shot Jump shot was broken, and now they got to amend him mentally, it looks like, and, you know, fix the shot. So just a lot of confusion, a lot of different things going on. They're going to have to really get somebody like a David Griffin who could come in, settle things down, whether it's bringing in LeBron or not. But they're going to need somebody who can kind of settle things down, command and, and guide this ship, and kind of keep things rolling, man, because you got two general uh, generational talents on your team and then beating Simmons, so it'll be – it'll be a, a, a tragedy to, to mess this up. So that situation, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a couple more details coming out of that, but he's no longer in the GM. Um, today, Dwayne Casey agreed to sign a five-year deal to become the Pistons' next coach. Next coach. Um, sometimes people just really want to coach, man. If I was him, I kind of would have took the year off or so. You still get paid for Toronto. I don't like this job. You got to decide what you're going to do with Blake Griffin. Nobody's going to want to take that contract. You got um, Reggie Jackson over there. Do you get rid of Drummond? Just a lot of questions that need to be asked. They built that new arena. They're having trouble filling the seats. So just not a real great job. And I know they always say, hey, it's the NBA. There's only 30, 30 jobs to coach in the best league in the world. But I just feel like somebody like him could have got another job if he'd have just been patient. I really don't think this is going to be a great job, but we'll see. Um, maybe he can turn it around. But again, some of those contracts over there, Blake Griffin has completely wow. I mean, what a few years have made to him, and how important it was for him to play along Chris Paul. And Chris Paul is obviously not walking through those doors um, tomorrow. So, just kind of wanted to stop by real quick, recap the finals off of my. My thoughts and my opinions on where um, Golden State ranks as one of the all-time teams, man. Um, going to be doing some interviews now, now that the season's over with. We're going to preview the draft a little bit, 
kind of keep up with NBA free agency, of course, throughout the the summer. But again, man, we was treated to uh, watching, to me, one of the all-time teams. Instead of dissecting it apart, people just sit back and enjoy greatness, man. Every era, every generation has great teams, man. And I think what's going on nowadays is social media is kind of clogging the judgment and putting these false narratives and these thoughts out into the air and these stories are picking up steam. And I just think sometimes because of social media, history and things and news is not being reported accurate and the way we remember things is not accurate either. So it's okay to like teams from the past and like uh, the up and coming teams as well. And this Golden State team is definitely one of the great teams of all time. So. We're just going to have to see and just enjoy and see where they go going forward. But that's going to bring this podcast to an end. Thanks for listening. Um, this is your host, C. Stay safe out there. Peace. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii. Lowe's knows you'll do spring right by saving on what you need to get your lawn and garden in shape. We do it right, too, with deals to help you save every day, like four bags of premium mulch now for just $10. And buy one one-and-a-half-cubic-foot bag of miracle Grow vegetable and herb garden soil. Get a Bonnie Basics plant for free. Whatever's on your spring to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 5-1 while supplies last. Bonnie offer valid on select 11.8-ounce pots. Valid in-store only. See store for details. U.S. only. Excludes Alaska and Hawaii.